Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so I think there's a serial killer, a serial killer in Austin, Texas. Is there? Why are all these bodies Austin, being- Texas, baby. Why all these bodies being found in Lady Bird Lake and on Rainy Street? What's going on around there? Is there a serial killer? We don't. We only have so many police officers to investigate this. What's going on? I'm not getting the answers. I can't get any answers from the Austin Police Department. What's happening with this? There's a serial killer in Austin. Um, also, it is time we defend the Texas Guard. Defend the Texas Guard. What does that mean? And who's holding this up from being passed in the Texas legislature? Let's talk about that. Defend the Guard. What is that? <clears throat> well, Defend the Guard is a bill that essentially says to the federal government that we're not going to be sending any Texas National Guard to foreign wars without a formal declaration of war. Um, it's a bill that we've been talking about here on and off on Come and Talk It. It's a bill that I'm championing here um, as a part of the Austin uh, Republican Liberty Caucus here in Texas. And uh, like you said, there's a there is an update here. Uh, as we've been trying to get this bill passed, we had a we had a big testimony last year. Over a dozen veterans came out to support this bill. And uh, so far this year, we've been getting slapped in the face by a certain representative, Representative Terry Wilson. He's the chair of the Defense and Veterans Affair Committee. He's holding Defend the Guard, also known as HB 184, hostage. He will not let this bill be heard. And so one of the things we're asking our viewers, we're asking all Texans to come out, is to call Representative Terry Wilson at his phone number and demand this bill be heard. His number is 512-463-0309. So call that number. Make sure your voice is heard. He is essentially obstructing the Constitution. This is something that we should be demanding as Texans to make sure that our National Guard is in Texans, not in foreign wars. And the Congress has been essentially going against the Constitution for years. This is a power that we granted the Congress 
the people. This is a power that we granted them, and they're abusing it. So what's happening is you're you're saying that uh, you know, when whenever we get a president that's a warmonger, and he wants to send troops, you know, just to do whatever they're doing without any real justification and a declaration of war by Congress, or saying you can do that with federal troops, but not with the Texas National Guard. Absolutely. We need our guardsmen here in Texas. We need guardsmen really in all sorts of states. This bill is being passed, is being pushed right now. Um, it's actually being pushed in Arizona. That'll likely be passed here soon. Why are we letting states like Arizona lead on this issue nationwide when us as Texans should be leading on this issue. So we're saying is we need our Texas National Guard to defend the border of Texas. Absolutely. Because we have issues down at the border, so why aren't we using the Texas Guard for that rather than using the Texas Guard in other countries? Absolutely. And there's so many different issues. I mean, think about the various minis, the various natural disasters we've had in the last few years, from Hurricane Harvey to this various power, power outages. I mean, many, one fact many people don't know is that uh, back during uh, Hurricane Katrina, uh, there was actually not many National Guard in Louisiana and Texas around the surrounding states. They were in uh, foreign wars. I believe they were in Iraq at the time. So they, we had to, as a nation, bring in National Guardsmen from Idaho and the Midwest to the Deep South to be able to help out Louisiana. All right, so who's this low dog ponytail uh, sucker that's holding up this bill that's not trying to defend our National Guard. And what's his justification for not allowing this bill to be heard in the committee? That's what, that's that's a good question, Michael. And I, I hope all of the viewers call in and ask him. Uh, this is Representative Terry Wilson. He's actually out of HD20, right above us, um, just out of Austin, north, uh, pretty much north of Austin. So uh, we're, we're right in his backyard, if you will. All right, um, so Terry, Terry Wilson. Terry, yeah. I know Terry. What's Terry's phone number? His phone number. Let me pull that up right one more time. That is 512-463-0309. I must say that one more time for the viewers. Call this number 512-463-0309. Call Terry. Terry. Cuz Terry doesn't have any problems with sending troops uh, overseas, but you know, he he doesn't want to use our troops to defend our our, our Texas border instead. Yeah, this is this is a slap in the face to all Texas veterans. Uh, he we we had a we had a hearing on this two years ago, and over a dozen people came out. People know that this bill means a lot to the veteran community, and the fact that he he's holding this hostage, he won't even let it go through for a hearing. That's that's just an insult to us as Texans. It's an insult to the veterans and to the U.S. Constitution. Mm. Terry Nichols. What's that number one more time? Terry Wilson, chairman of the Defense Terry and Veteran Wilson. Affairs Committee. That's Representative Terry Wilson. That number is 512-463-0309. I also put it in the chat for our viewers on YouTube. Call Terry Wilson and let him know that you want to get HB 184 passed. You also want to get it heard. You want to let this bill be heard because he's holding this bill hostage. We need to get Defend the Guard heard in the Defense and Veterans Affairs Committee because Terry Wilson is holding this bill hostage. Please call 512-463-0309. Now, Austin, Texas, boy, I tell you, I think we got a serial killer on the loose here. Uh, Rainy Street, you know, Ladybird Lake, what is with all these dead bodies that we're finding uh, in this area here? I know it's not a well-lit area. When you go down Rainy Street and you're right there on Ladybird Lake, it's actually pretty dark in that area. 
But then it's all men that they're finding dead in the lake. What is going on there? Is there a serial, serial killer on the loose? I'm telling you, you might want to be careful. Watch out going down there. You might get drugged. Maybe they drop something in your drink there. Uh, so be careful. You know, you might want to be together in little teams and groups or whatever because it's a little dangerous down there on Rainy Street in Austin, Texas. We don't have that many police officers. We're 300 police officers short in this city. Three, Almost 300, almost 300 police officers short in Austin, Texas. So you might want to be careful and take care of yourself because there might be a serial killer on Rainy Street and over by Lady Bird Lake. So be careful. We come back from the break. What I want to talk about, I want to get into, um, man, there's uh, some stuff going on in Washington State. What is happening in Washington State? We're going to talk about that. Also, defense distributor. We're going to get Cody Wilson on the phone. He's been ducking and diving me, that little jive, little jive turkey. But we're going to get him on the phone. Cody Wilson, I'm coming for you. That's right. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Kure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about Washington State. You know, there's some, man, there's some crazy stuff going on in Washington State. And, man, it may be time to, you know, do something drastic in that state. You might want to, you know what, I think I want to drive to Washington State and just stand on the border there. Um, 
in Oregon and say, hey, you know, walk your guns to the border. Just give them to me. Because <laughs> obviously you people aren't voting right there. So you don't you don't deserve to have guns there. So I'm just going to walk over. The, I'm going to go to Portland. I'm going to stand over in Oregon there and just going to just just pass your gun to me because you obviously you don't want them. What's going on in Washington State there? Uh, well, they just passed a bill in the Washington State House that is going to ban the sale of so-called assault weapons, which is a misnomer. They're actually going to ban a bunch of semi-automatic firearms, Mm. which is basically every pistol other than a revolver, Um, all rifles other than bolt action. And there are certain requirements, like uh, if it has a detachable magazine, like most rifles. Well, there went all your Magpul Furniture Hunter models in the bolt-action platform because they actually were describing those as not lawful underneath the bill. Ooh, so so there's your Remington 700, your Savages, your Savage 110s, mm. your Tikas, your Brownings. Anything that's mag-fed is no longer allowed. Jeez, and they're even going so far as to ban a bunch of semi-automatic shotguns, too. Mm-hmm, so really? this bill has uh, passed the Washington State House. That's the first step. Uh, the next is it's going to the Washington State Senate, where it is expected to pass and then is also expected to be signed into law by the governor of the state. Ooh. And all these weapons, uh, they will grandfather the weapons in if you already own them, and you are allowed to pass them on one generation to your son or daughter, but your son or daughter, once their time is up, then they cannot pass that weapon on to anyone. All hail Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) All hail Caesar. So they're basically saying, if you already have them, yeah, we'll let you have them. For one You can give them to one generation after you, and then they may not pass that weapon on. Part of the reason I'm having my will say they're all buried with me with my safe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so how are they going to track these things? Oh, voluntary registration, maybe, mm. or something? I don't know. This is going to be very interesting, because <laughs> I know when they ban bump stocks, only about 100 bump stocks will turn in out of over a million. Mm-hmm. And so Were when you they... one of those hundreds, weren't you? <laughs> and then... <laughs> uh, we'll come across the table in a minute. And then... <laughs> No, you had to turn one in in order to yeah. start that lawsuit, right? Several of them. Yeah. yeah Several? Yeah, more than so one. So you're responsible for like five out of those hundred? Yeah, so we, <laughs> we, we're going to get them back, though. We're going to march out of that office, the ATF office, with a bump stock. <laughs> and I'm going to hump it all the way down down the stairs, the escalator, and out the front door. All right, I had to cut mine up with a Sawzall. Do I get payment for that? No. No. <sighs> yeah, you uh, F-A-F-O. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Sad. <laughs> I know. So sad. Splage. <laughs> Yeah, and so, uh, man, so Washington State, so uh, so if you, let's see, you can pass it down to one generation. Yeah, son and or daughter. That, a son and daughter, then that generation dies, and then what? Then that weapon is then a illegal firearm that cannot be possessed. Man, the the state con- of this, is, this is what happens and when you got to move to Texas. Yeah, this is what happens when you don't pay attention. You know, you yep. let you know let those people take control of uh, mm-hmm. your Texas House, your Texas mm-hmm. Senate, and they, you slept on them a little bit, and now guess what? Take a look at it now. So now there's probably going to be an exodus of conservative gun owners who are left in Washington, which is going to, you know, make a further divide in that state in the other direction, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Mm. 
if the people who want guns are then probably going to leave, especially if they have a bunch of them, they're like, screw this state. I'm going to Texas, right? Yeah. Wow. What well, do you think? Speaking of needing guns, let's stay in Washington State for just a minute. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, let's stay there just yep. for a few minutes. And let's talk about the uh, the podcast host and her husband who were killed <laughs> in, a Washington, in Washington State by a Texas man who stalked the woman, according to what the police had to say. I know. I mean, from the uh, from what it sounds like, he actually went all the way out to Washington State, drove to him, drove to Washington, drove State. to Washington State in a big rig, eighteen wheeler. He's a trucker. He drove to Washington State, broke into their home, shot the wife, shot the husband, and then shot himself. Wow, hammer down. I tell you, you got to be nice to people. You just never know when it's their time. When the, you know that's their limit. You know, that's why, you know, I walk in, hey, how you doing? Everything going okay with you? I'm nice to people nowadays. You, know? <laughs> you, just, you just never know because I when they when it when they snap, Come on, I, man. I just want them to give me a pass. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, oh, he was nice to me. We're gonna let him go. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I'm nice to me. Hey, how you doing? Everything okay with you and the kids? All right, that's what that's you know, just gotta be nice to people. Stop being mean to people. Tell them right now, because when it's their time, they're gonna take you and everybody else with them, but they're gonna let me pass. <laughs> So uh, this is a, a this is every victim's, every detective's, every police chief's worst nightmare, according to the uh, uh, people there in Washington. Authorities believe the shooter identified as Raymond. Can't even say his last name. <laughs> that sucker so oh long. Raymond Kodakaramrez. Yeah, he's dead. Thirty-eight. Broke into the couple's home in Redmond, about fifteen miles northeast of Seattle, through a bedroom window. I tell you, people, I don't know what it is about people coming through bedroom windows, bathroom windows, that second floor. I'm telling you, you live in this two-story two-story house. You need to monitor the second-floor windows. I'm telling you right now. Bar them up. That's right. My dog start barking. Boy, I grabbed the gun. We ready. <laughs> I got three female pit bulls, and we ready for you. Uh, so this guy broke into the couple's home at Redmond uh, through a bed- bedroom window at around 2 a.m. in the morning. The woman's mother encountered the shooter but escaped and went to a neighbor's house to call 911. So the mother got out and everyone else was everyone else is dead. When the officers arrived, they found the woman's husband, 35, with a gunshot wound to the chest. Redmond's police spokesperson uh, said that uh, police performed CPR on the man, but he died from his injury. And the woman, 33, was dead inside the residence, along with the shooter. Man, you got to be nice to people. Mm-hmm. Just never know. Well, it's, a, it's not just that. It's the whole uh, the podcast mentality is you all... A lot of people get connected to their podcasters. I mean, they it's, do. You get how many people start, like go? Oh, I know you from the podcast, yeah, and they come true. on in just because the podcast. Like, I heard you on Infowars. Yeah, they, they will show up. Let me tell you, they show up to the door. Hey, you know, I got a present for Alex. Can you do this to Alex Jones for me? <laughs> hey, I saw you were on this this show here. Can you give this to this guy here for me? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. But mm-hmm. I'm nice to him. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's the whole uh, it's the online personality kind of thing that well uh, can actually cause a. Some weird connection, and it gets twisted. I don't know what it is, but it gets it can get seriously twisted. Yeah, I love everybody. I love you. I love your whole family. I just you know just want to give all y'all a hug because everybody needs a hug every now and then. <clears throat> God loves you, and I do too. <laughs> okay, just so you know, that way they can give me a pass. <clears throat> all right. So let's see. I also want to talk about God. What, there's so much going on around. Yeah. It's Minnesota insane. is just going as bad as Washington. Did you see that bill going What's through? What's going on in Minnesota? So they're going to do mandatory storage of firearms with ammunition separate in the safe. Uh-huh. 
would you would you say Willis? Mandatory. Which, sto- what you talking about, Willis? Mandat- so the bill is mandatory storage where your firearms and your ammunition have to be stored separately in the home. Mm. And this is in what state? Minnesota. Mm. Okay. Right. My my personal uh, figuring out is how are you going to uh, enforce this without vi- violating the uh, right to privacy? Yeah, how are you going to prove that? Yeah, exactly. Well, they will uh, have the teachers mm. pull the kids aside in school and say, mm. hey, have you seen any guns in your house? There's, You know what? It's funny you say that because I was at the doctor and <laughs> I, I sat down and I walked to the doctor's office. And they started asking me these questions. You know, and this is my regular doctor. They're like, hey. Do you own any guns? <laughs> I was like, and I got a, you know, I'm sitting there in the in the doctor's <laughs> office with, you know, with two magazines, magazines. fully loaded, an empty holster on my right side, concealed carry and two pistols, and they're like, do you do you own any guns? I was like, no, ma'am, guns are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, people. You can lie to your doctor. I'm telling you right now. You the people that you cannot lie to, don't lie to the judge, don't lie to police officers. They're conducting an investigation, but you can lie to everybody else. <laughs> I'm telling you, I will. I looked them right in their face. No, ma'am, guns are bad. I don't like guns. No, with, with two dad, magazines I... and an empty holster and care, and concealing two guns. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I would, I would not have a gun in my house. They're terrible. No, mom and dad, there are no AR-15s in our house. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is with people that are, you know, this this questioning of people wanting to know if you own any guns or whatever. Don't you don't have to tell them the truth? Absolutely not. Just don't lie to police and don't lie to the judge. That's my, that's my advice to you. Let's see. Uh, road rage in Georgia. Ah, uh, yes. You know, Georgia folks are getting crazy. They're, just They're of, almost getting bad as Florida, man. All right. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this. A road rage incident in Georgia. An idiot with a gun. And talk about this fool right here when we come back. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. I'm just curious. Is there a serial killer in Austin, Texas? Do we have someone going around actually killing young men in Austin, Texas? Uh, what I can't find out, I've been asking, you know, I, I asked our reporters, you know, I asked our police department, you know, are these young men being sexually assaulted when they're finding their bodies or something, there's some foul stuff going on. You know, what's happening? They're being, are they being drugged? You know, and they're not answering any of those questions. And I think it's very strange and very odd. Austin is one of the five safest big cities in the country. I found a little timeline of uh, recent activity. You found one? Uh-huh. Oh, do tell. I love my investigator here. <laughs> Zach, on the case. July 14th, 2022. Come and talk an investigation. Here we go. Dead body floating in Lady Bird Lake. December 11th, 2022. Body found in Lady Bird Lake. December 19th, homicide at Lady Bird Lake. December 25th, body found in Lady Bird Lake on Christmas. Mm. December 28th, second body recovered from Lady Bird Lake within a week. Mm. February 14th, body pulled from Lady Bird Lake. All men. Yep. All young men. I'm telling you now, there's a serial killer on Rainy Street in Lady Bird Lake dumping bodies. Mm. They haven't found anyone linked to this to figure out what's going on. Mm-mm-mm. Serial killer in Austin, Texas. Man. And there was a stabbing down there this past weekend, too. A couple days ago. Stabbing on Rainy? Yeah, there was a stabbing on Rainy Street. Two people were stabbed. Mm. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. They got stabbed. Seriously. So, yeah, a lot going on. Got to be careful down there on Rainy Street now. Mm -hmm. Rainy Street is turned into 6th Street. Yep. Got to be careful in Georgia, too. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's go back to Georgia. Let's talk about this idiot in Georgia. All right, so, man, an innocent bystander was critically injured after she got caught in the crossfire of a road rage shooting in Hall County this past Wednesday. So let's see what happens. So police said 26-year-old Stephen Cooper was in a heated road rage battle with another driver. The incident started along 365 just north of Gainesville, Georgia, when at some point Cooper started shooting at the other driver, Michael Gabriel. So Gabriel was shot and continued to drive south into Gainesville, Georgia, where he stopped and called police. He sustained minor injuries. Now, investigators said a third driver minding her own business, 65-year-old Paula Blackwell, was shot and critically injured. A Hall County deputy caught the tail end of the incident and was able to stop uh, the suspect until uh, Gainesville police arrived. Now, man, I tell you. Woosa. Yeah, and when you're in a car, just woosa. It's not that serious. No. You know, someone cuts you off, let it go. I mean, my, no. nine times out of ten, they're probably not even paying attention to what's going no. on. And they cut you off, maybe swerve a little bit. Maybe they're yelling at kids. You just never know. Exactly. And you take it so personal. Mm-hmm. What is going on in your life that everything is so personal? Let it go. You're sitting. Matter of fact, Relax. if you're sitting on I-35 right now, you're driving through Austin, Texas. You're driving through Texas, and someone cuts you off, swerving that lane a little bit. Just let it go. It's not so serious. Let it go. Let it go. Relax. Just, just let it go. Just back off the gas. And just relax. It's not so serious. Life is too short. You know. Just throw him a kiss. Mm. Chill. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's not so serious. Mm. 
All right. Speaking of life being short, we need to we need to honor this guy. Oh man, this... which one is that? Oh, that would be Lance Rhetoric. Passed away at sixty. Famous for The Wire, he was the hotel manager in all four John Wick films. You mean tell me the hotel manager of John Wick? Yep. That hotel. Was, uh, what was the name of the hotel? It was called. Uh, oh gosh. God, what was the hotel in John Wick? Oh man. Because I remember him. Continental. Yeah, the, the Continental. Continental. Yeah. yeah. He was he was Caron, the uh, hotel right. manager. He the was Caron. Yeah. That's right. He's the one that kept the dog. The dog. Yeah, he was the one who kept the dog. Yeah, he babysitted He was like the, the ferryman. He was yeah. like the ferryman. He was, man. But yeah, he, he was, was also in. Um, so he, nice and polite. He was in the West Wing. He was in. Um, oh, he was, uh, the, he was in The Wire. Let's see. What else was he in? Uh, he plays a couple of. Uh, he was in White House Down. Wow. Uh, he was voice actor in several video games such as Horizon, um, Zero Dawn, and Destiny 2, which is a good friend of mine's game. So, so. how do you die? Natural causes, supposedly. Mm. That's 60 years That's old. 660. Ooh, you're trying to scare me now. I'm 54. Mm. All right. Well, I'm not down with natural causes. I'm here to stay. I will well, be no. here till I'm 90. Mm. I'm telling you, right? I'm be here till 96. You better be. That's right. Standing over everybody's grave. We need mm. you, Mike. I'll be mm. here. I'm not going nowhere. You're not getting rid of me. Mm. Till death do us part. Gonna hold you to it. Do it. If All you right. die, gonna resuscitate you. All right. Bring me back. I want to be brought back. Leave me on life support forever. <laughs> do not remove the plug. <laughs> Cryo freeze. That's Cry- what I'm. Cryogenics. Cryogenics. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? Don't remove the plug. Leave me on life support. Keep the oxygen flowing is what I'm trying to say. Just uh, just freeze dry him. That's right. I want to stay here forever. Freeze dry him like Michael Myers. Until the the cure comes along. So keep me flowing. All right, keep me nice and warm and on ice and do everything. Warm and on ice is what I'm trying to explain to you. Okay. All right, so man, you know, I you, I've been watching a new TV show uh, called the The Good Doctor. That's right, I've been watching The Good Doctor. Have you heard of The Good Doctor? You talking about Ron Paul? No, <laughs> it's a TV. It's a TV series called The Good Doctor. I only oh, know man. one. I only know one Good Doctor. No? Actually, maybe two. Doctor Ram. You got to Google this. Google it. It's called The Good Doctor. Google it. I've been watching that show. It that that has helped me. It's helped me. You know, deal with, you know, my inner demons and it's helped me deal with the issues of, you know, trying not to choke the life of employees. You know, it's a very good show and it it has helped me deal with, you know, just dealing with my employees. It's really helped me. And it's called The Good Doctor. Have you guys not heard about this show? Maybe that's what your road rage drivers need to watch. It. Exactly, <laughs> they really do. Yes, you need to, you need to watch these shows, you know, because they will help you. And The Good Doctor has helped me. You know, it's helped me, you know, control, you know, my, you know, some of my anger and frustrations uh, with my employees. And it's, it's, and I've come to realization, you know, that I need to be a little more just, you know, just chill and relax just a little bit. Don't take life so serious. Are you looking at it? The good doctor? You're not looking at it, are you? You're talking about Freddie Highmore, Dr. Sean Murphy? Yeah, Dr. Sean Murphy. Yes. (laughs) It helped me deal, you know, just watching that show, it helped me deal with, with, uh, with Matthew. Yes, because the, the call good, him out. Yes, because yeah, the good doctor, friend, friend, he's 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 uh, he has autism. You know, he's autistic. Autism. <laughs> autism. <laughs> <laughs> so he's autistic, and so uh, he's 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 a very special. He's on the spectrum, 
And, you know, it, it's helped me deal with it, you know. Are you insinuating something? No, not at all, not at all, not at all. I'm just saying. Saying and, it out right. That's right. <laughs> what I'm saying is this show is really good because this guy, he's, he's autistic, and he's very smart, very smart, very good at what he does, you know. Very, he thinks things through, very, you know, methodical. And it, it just reminds me of Matthew. And it's like, wow, now I understand Matthew. And while I need to just relax and chill and just deal with Matthew, because, you know, Matthew drives me nuts sometimes, but it helps me out by watching The Good Doctor. And so I settle down just a little bit. <laughs> so if you, and you have to walk into Central Texas Gunworks to understand what we're talking about. Because let me tell you, after a cup of coffee, after two cups of coffee, I'm telling you right now, he's usually bouncing off the ceiling. And I'm telling you, well, watching The Good Doctor has calmed me down. It's better than <laughs> if I'm not on coffee. No. No, you don't want me off coffee. No, I like you off coffee. No, because then I'm actually staring at the shotgun wall going, oh, that I, looks like, is there a spider crawling up on I like ceiling? you staring at the wall. Well, then I'm not really interacting <laughs> with customers. I forget what I'm doing. That's fine. I'm telling you right now. Because uh, it, it's like... When we're in class and we're going over the paperwork in class, I have this little routine. If you've ever sat through our Lights to Carry handgun course, you've heard my little routine. Okay, everybody check your paperwork. Just verify that your last name is spelled correctly, your first name is spelled correctly, your middle initial, check your check your uh, your, your uh, driver's license number. Make sure the state's correct. Make sure there's no digit missing in your number because I'm telling you, Matthew did the paperwork, and he's on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so, this is actually true. It's I very, hear this every single Thursday and every yes, single Yes, but, but in all fairness, he is very good at what he does. Uh, he's a good employee. He just drives me nuts sometimes. That was a lot about guns. Yes, and I just have to learn how to deal with him. You know, with you know, reaching my inner self, and I've rigor. I've, I realize that I need to, you know, try a little harder myself to help. You know, I need to understand him a little more, and the good doctor does that. <laughs> right? So we need to figure out what to do, how to figure out freedom. Uh, well, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that's a whole nother show. We're going to have a reality show, Central Texas Gunworks, let me tell you right now. An entire reality. All right, so, man. All right, so what else is going on out there? So we have, let's see, um, stolen gun found by felon? Yep. Nope. With, he he, he with is parole, a felon. With parole violation? Yep. Okay, so let's. All right, so this is in Pennsylvania. This is interesting. Let's go to Pennsylvania. So, Ben Salem Township Police Department is touting the success of what they call a proactive police work after an armed robbery suspect wanted in Philadelphia was arrested during a traffic stop in Bucks County Town. Authorities say that on Tuesday, just before 10 a.m., patrol officers saw a 2013 Ford Edge commit a violation while going south on Route 1. Now, according to the police, the officers initiated a traffic stop and made contact with 40-year-old D.O. Garcia from Philadelphia. A check of the crime system revealed the car Garcia was driving was listed as a felony vehicle with an occupant wanted for a point-of-gun robbery. Police say Garcia was wanted out of Florida on a warrant for a probation violation. <clears throat> Garcia was taken to custody, and the Ford Edge was towed by police. Now, after the search warrant was obtained for the vehicle, a search led to the find a container of suspected marijuana with and a loaded 40 caliber Beretta handgun. The gun was reported stolen out of Delaware and matched the description of the weapon used in an armed robbery in Philadelphia. And police say uh, Garcia faces several charges in Philadelphia and are t obtaining an arrest warrant for the gunpoint robbery. 
So here's what we got. We have felon uh, from Philadelphia commits uh, some sort of violation that gives him probation in Florida, mm. which he then violates. Somehow obtains a gun and uh, stolen gun from Delaware and wow. uses it in for in Philadelphia again. Good lord! This guy's all over the this guy's all over the map. Crazy, huh? It it goes to show you that the majority of firearms that are used in crimes are not sold by gun stores. Mm. They're stolen. Mm. So lock your guns in. You know, remove your guns from your vehicle every night. Um, that's the the number one reason why we get firearms traces in the gun store. Because people leave their guns in their vehicle, their cars are broken into, their guns are stolen. So please remove your guns from your vehicle every night. Because at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, that's all people do is break windows, break into cars, and steal guns. So don't leave them in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Come and talk radio with Michael Cargill. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so the President of the United States announced his uh, executive order... To reduce gun violence and make the community safer. Come on, man. Yeah, so in, uh, earlier this week in Monterey Park, California, President Biden announced an executive order with the goal of increasing the number of background checks conducted before firearm sales, moving the U.S. as close to universal background checks as possible without an additional legislation. Enough. Enough. In other words, he's trying to break the laws, what he's trying to do. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, is, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Low dog ponytail. Mm-hmm. What is it? How, what's that phrase? How's you're it going? Lion dog face pony soldier. Yeah, <laughs> lion dog face pony soldier. You are. The executive order will also keep, according to the president, keep more guns out of dangerous hands by increasing the effective use of red flag laws, strengthening efforts to hold the gun industry accountable. Uh, they're trying to accelerate law enforcement efforts to identify and apprehend the shooters, meaning. Um, menacing, I'm sorry, communities. Uh, The president is also encouraging the Federal Trade Commission to ensure a public report analyzing how gun manufacturers market firearms to minors. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Look, we gun manufacturers don't advertise the minors. Okay? No, and don't even get me started with video games because, believe me, the gun industry has <laughs> gone after EA Entertainment for copyright infringement. Colt actually did this, and several other companies did, for actually having their brand names on firearms in the game without royalties being paid. Mm. Meaning all those games, like Battlefield, Call of Duty, had to kind of modify the guns to look different and completely rename them to avoid being slapped with copyright infringement from Mossberg, Colt, Daniel Defense, um, 
LWRCI, and several other companies. So it's it's not the gun industry doing this. Yeah. And, you know, and I think it was a big trick. I think um, people like Senator John Corner were kind of tricked by the president in doing that, that safer, what is it called, the uh, Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. I think they were tricked in getting that passed because – you got to remember, once you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they're claiming this is the most, you know, that Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is the most significant gun violence reduction legislation that's been enacted in 30 years, according to the president. And uh, what they're basically what they're trying to do is they're going to get, I'm telling you, this is a warning. Pay attention to this. You're going to see in the coming days, months, you know, it will be with this year, 2023, you're going to see the Department of Justice, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms come out and they say, they're going to say, guess what? If you sell five guns or more in a 12-month period, you're considered a dealer, and they're going to, they're going to come after you as being a dealer who's committing a felony, who's mm-hmm. selling guns. Selling guns without their authorized Watch, licensing. I'm telling you right now, mark my words. It will be five guns in a 12-month period. I'm telling you right now, that's what it's going to be. Five guns in a 12-month period, if you sell them, that means that let's say someone in your family dies and they leave you 20, 30 guns, whatever it is, and you decide you want to sell those guns. If you sell more than five five guns or more, that is five guns or more in a 12-month period, you're considered a dealer and they're going to come after you and charge you with a felony if they find out. It, make, it This makes me wonder what happens if you go to a gun store or a pawn shop and say, look, I would like to sell this to you. I'm not comfortable going private sale. Are you still considered a dealer because you're actually selling to a dealer? Yes, they're not going to let you do it. I'm telling you right now. Watch, mark my words. It's coming down. You're going to see it happening. This is what happened. This all started under the Trump administration. You let the ATF take an inch, and they will take a mile. Uh, they let the Trump administration come out and ban bump stocks. That was the test case right there. Once they banned the bump stocks and they came out the everything else, little inch, 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 inch. And now here we are five miles down the road. Mm-hmm. Tell you now. Uh, last year, President Biden signed into law the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Um, and so he called on Congress to seize the bipartisan mom- momentum and advanced additional com- what they're calling common sense steps to reduce gun violence. Again and again, he has called for Congress to act, including the ba- the banning of, of what they're calling assault weapons and high-capacity magazines requiring background checks for all gun sales. Let me tell you something, folks. That term, universal background checks, that is a very dangerous term. Universal background checks. Just think about that. Universal background checks. So... Let's say, let, let's take a look at what our laws are and how this stuff works. All right, so if you are 18, 19, and 20 years old, you can actually be a security officer and work uh, in the state of Texas as an armed security guard at 18, 19, or 20. But you cannot purchase a gun, a handgun, from a gun store until you turn 21. If you pass universal background checks, that 18, 19, 20-year-old will not be able to get their hands on the handgun to work as a security officer because they won't be able to get it because you'll have universal background checks. All background checks will have to be done in the gun store, but you can't pass a background check unless you're 21 or up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And currently right now, 18, 19, 20-year-olds in Texas can get a license to carry handgun and concealed carry handgun. Only they get their hands on the handguns, the private sellers are gift. 
if you pass universal background checks that an 18, 19, 20-year-old who can get a life carry handgun and carry gun will not be able to get their hands on a handgun because they can't walk to the gun store and pass the background check because you have to be 21. Because the gifting has to be background checked. That's, That's what right. Everybody's going through. A convicted felon after five years can get their hands on a firearm and have it at home for personal protection. You know, you've been convicted of a felony. You've played, you paid your debt to society, you know, uh, and we all know, you know, there, there are certain communities that are over-policed. Okay, let me use some code words here. Okay, here's a code word for you. Over-policed. I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be nice today because you know what? My angel's with me sitting on my shoulder. My angel's whispering in my ear, Michael, you need to be nice. Okay, so I'm going to be nice. I'm going to say over-policed communities. Well, these over-policed communities, these people are getting put in the system. And so guess what? If you're convicted of a felony, you paid your debt to society. You know, you said, oh, okay, I, I've gone to jail. I did my time. I did what the court asked me to do. Is five years later, the state of Texas says, guess what? You can have a gun at home for personal protection after five years. Um, but guess what? If you pass universal background checks, you're not going to be able to get your hands on that firearm because the only way you can get your hands on a gun right now as a convicted felon at the five years and have the gun at home for personal protection is as a private sale as a gift. But if you pass universal background checks, all gun sales will have to be done in the gun store. Technically, they've actually just nailed that to the curb with a brand new um, background check form. If you have, a, if you look at it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look. Yeah, pull up that form and read that. Zach, pull up the form, the brand new uh, forty-four seventy-three form. I don't know if it'll come brand up. Brand new forty-four seventy-three. Yeah, I don't think it'll come up on the. For some reason, it doesn't come up. You know, question. I think no. Question twenty-one A is uh is this gun for or is a transferee buyer or, or are you the actual transferee, transferee buyer. buyer of all the firearms listed on this form? Mm-hmm. Not number twenty-one B. It's twenty-one B. Now do, says, do you intend to purchase or acquire any firearm listed on this form and any continuation sheet or ammunition for sale or other disposition to any person described in question twenty-one C? Which is a convicted felon or a prohibited person. Twenty one. I'm sorry, that's twenty one C through M. So anyone that's twenty one C through M, mm-hmm. the state of Texas says, "Hey, I can give this gun to you know, I can I can give my gun to someone who's a convicted felon at the five years. I can do a private sale or give it to them as a gift. But they're saying on the ATF, the federal government, saying that if you do do that, you've just lied on your form. You just lied on your form, and you're a felon. No, not if you do that. If you intend, intend to, to do, do that right. at the time of filling out the form. So do you intend to sell or otherwise dispose of any firearm listed on this form in any continuation sheet or ammunition in furtherance of any felony or other offense punishable by imprisonment for a term of more than one year, a federal crime of terrorism or a drug trafficking offense? This is a very this is a brand new question that's on the form right now. Yep. Boy, I tell you, it's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's coming in. Very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You might not, yeah. So private sales, you might not intend to, but the problem with all most of your private sales is people are so nervous about selling to the wrong person they'll want to do it at a gun store anyway. Also, you do know that if you're younger than 21 years of age, because of what the bill they passed last year in 2022, that you're getting delayed anywhere from 10 to 20 days in the gun store. So your best bet, people, is to get your license to carry handguns so you can bypass that system. People are like, I'm not getting my license. I don't want the government knowing what's going on. But I tell you what, you walk into the gun store and you purchase a gun, we're going to contact the FBI, let them know that you're buying a gun, do a background check on you. 
But guess what? If you have your LTC, we don't contact the FBI to let them know you're in a gun store picking up a gun because your background check's already been done. Mm-hmm. So stop letting these idiots on Facebook and social media tell you, don't talk you not into getting a license. The license is the one thing that's going to keep you from being pinged in the federal government system. The only state agency that's ever uh, dealing with license to carry checks is Department of Public Safety. All those checks for applications for a license to carry is done in-house, it's done in-state, and it stays in-state unless something comes up in another state, like a warrant for traffic violation. The only way they can find out if you, what guns you have, if you walk into Texas, a gun store in Texas, you buy two handguns of more than a five-day period, or two rifles or shotguns more than a five-day period, then they know what guns you have. They have the serial number, the make and the model of those guns, and that stuff is being sent in to the FBI and put in a system where every law enforcement agency is actually been sent to the chief law enforcement officer in the county where you live in. Sheriff. But if you buy one gun here, one gun there, I can't tell you this in the gun store. You walk in the gun store, you ask me, I'm going, I can't tell you. I'm going to lie to you. I'm telling you right now. Don't ask me this question. Listen to what I'm telling you on the radio show. You buy two handguns more in a five-day period, two rifles and shotguns more in a five-day period. You report to the FBI and every law enfor- and the chief law enforcement officer in the county that you live in. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Williford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. And there, you know, there are quite a few you know, changes, little minor changes on the uh, 4473. So when you walk to the gun store nowadays, take your time, take a look at the form, and look at and see what the changes are and answer those questions. All right. So if you answer those questions wrong, you're, we're, we're going to deny you from walking out with that, that firearm. Um, question 25 qualifying gun show or event. Uh, They've added the address, county, and zip code. Uh, question 26B, uh, they changed if identification document does not show current residence address or, or full legal name to if, notific- of if identification document does not show current residence address or legal name. Uh, question 26C, um, change the PCS base state and state uh, where the person is if they're in the military. Question 2126D, uh, this question now refers to item 21.n.2, uh, exception to the non-immigrant alien prohibition. Question 27C, um, next to the delayed checkbox, a new checkbox has been added. This is for in, uh, FFL dealers. The firearm may be transferred on blank date if time period is not extended by NICS. And 26D, notice of additional delay of transferee under 21. So they add an extra section in there if you're under 21 mm-hmm. because you can be delayed an extra amount of time. You know, it's not just three business days. You can be delayed up to like 20 days and yeah. really indefinitely. Yes, uh, and- we've been seeing this already. I've been seeing people delayed over 20 days already. Oh, yeah. It's happened. I'll, I'll have to give them a call. Hey, your your background check just uh, came back and they extended your delay period yeah. until this day. Yeah, so- and for my out-of-staters... Who are coming in who have are just moved to the state i know of no gun store right now that is accepting utility bills accepting 
vehicle uh, registration forms, accepting anything other than an actual proper plastic ID to show your current residency. So you're going to have to either slog through getting your driver's license taken care of, which is a pain because you have to get your car registered, you have to get your insurance transitioned over, and you have to set up an appointment that is at least a month out. Or come to us, we give you a $65 class for about six hours, walk you through the ins and outs of Texas law, get you squared away for your application to say of Texas for that license to carry, Get your uh, get you squared away for the fingerprinting. Teach you all that. Uh, get you all that stuff set to go. Give you a piece of paper that shows how to actually set up a uh, out of state documentation. Um, extra piece of little step that you have to do, which is um, what is it? It's passport photo ID. Passport photo. Yeah, that that you know, it's it's very simple. You know, you get you take you get your license carry handgun from Texas. There's your ID right there. You can use that ID. You know to for us to, you know, yeah. complete the paperwork. Yeah, the piece of yeah, because it's given to you by the Department of Public Safety. It has your current address and on it. And we can use it as an ID. We're still going to have to do the background check because you need two forms of ID. You need a driver's license and an LTC to bypass the background check system. We can't use the LTC in both spots. Yeah. We can only use we can use the LTC if that's all you have is an ID and then we run your background mm-hmm. check. But that is your purchasing permit until you get your driver's license chained over. So that's kind of a little cushion. Yeah. All right, so uh, some other changes. 21K has been changed. A person is not prohibited from receiving or possession of firearm if that person, one, has been convicted of a federal state offense pertaining to antitrust violations. Um, they kind of changed it a little bit. And they said a person is not prohibited from receiving or possessing a firearm if that person, one, has been convicted of any federal or state offenses pertaining to antitrust violations, unfair trade practices, restraints of trade, or other similar offenses relating to uh, relating to the regulation of business practices. Number two, has been convicted of a state misdemeanor punishable by imprisonment of two years or less. Number three, of following a conviction of any felony or other crime of for which the judge could have imprisoned the person for more than one year or a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence has received a pardon, an expungement, or set aside of the conviction or has lost and regained civil rights, the right to vote, sit on a jury, and hold public office in the jurisdiction in which the conviction occurred. And the law of the convicting jurisdiction does not prohibit the person from receiving or possessing firearms. Also, a person who has no more than one conviction of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence against an individual in a dating relationship and is not... Otherwise prohibited under this chapter is not prohibited if five years have elapsed from conviction or completion of the person's custodial or supervisory sentence, whichever occurs later, and the person has not subsequently been convicted of any other misdemeanor crime of violence or any other offense that would disqualify the person in the 18 USC. A person subjected to any of these exceptions or who receive relief from disabilities under Section 925C should answer no to the applicable question. And that's going to be for question 21K on the form. So some things, you know, some definitely some changes have been made here. Read slowly. Yeah, it's question 22. Uh, a person is engaged in, in the business of dealing in firearms if he she devotes time, attention, and labor to dealing in firearms as a regular course of trade or business and predominantly earn a profit 
through the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. So they've changed that wording a little bit. You know, a person is engaged in the business of dealing in firearms if he or she devotes time, attention, and labor to dealing with firearms as a regular course of trade or business through the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. The question, you're certifying, you know, by signing, you're certifying that information. So, so I'm telling you, some changes have been gun made. Gun brokers going to get hit hard. Yeah. Texas gun traders going to get hit hard. Arms list is going to get hit hard. Because half of those are just private people who are just wanting to offload stuff. Half the time, or they're doing custom stuff that they're trying to, you know, maybe it's one custom job that they're trying to do and make a little bit of money off it. Absolutely. All right. Boy, I tell you, I got my friend Cody Wilson. We're going to get him to call into the show because I need Cody to tell me about this defense distributed case. Uh, he's been ducking and diving me, but we're going we're gonna to talk to him a little bit. Right there, Cody? All right. All right. So Cody's going to call into the show. He's going to tell us about this defense distributed case and what's going on. We're going to talk to Cody Woody, Cody Wilson after this next break because we need to find out what's going on with defense distributed. Mm -hmm. I need to know. Inquire minds want to know. Can we get ghost guns? What is it? What's that case about? Is it about frames and receivers? Frames and receivers? I believe it's about frames and receivers. It's about uh, 80s. Is 80%? 80%ers, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, speaking of 80%ers, this, is a, this case is actually not involving an 80% lower. This case is involving a full-on homemade air gun, which, according to the ATF, would be considered in any other weapon because you're taking standard components that you'd find at the hardware store and putting them together. This is not a parts kit that you buy online where it's like the where it's like the barrel, the upper, the what uh, the springs and the trigger all assembled, and you 3D print just the lower frame from plastic and just put it all in. This is taking like PVC piping, a air compressor, a trigger, a homemade trigger assembly out of bed of nails or whatnot. It's kind of like that thing that the Japanese man used to assassinate that uh, one one guy in Japan. Remember what I'm talking? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that four barrel shotgun. Video, right? Yeah, the four barrel shotgun that was run on electric batteries. Yeah. So anyway, this guy has just been officially convicted. Mm. Uh, in Philadelphia, of murdering a person he was ha a woman he was having an affair with with a homemade air gun. Wow. Lehigh County deliberated for less than three hours before convicting 41-year-old Joseph Razzler uh, in the six uh, September 6, 2016 murder of 46-year-old Stephanie Roof. Mm. And he was arrested after investigators concluded he had built a powerful hair gun out of pipes and high-pressure canisters and used it to shoot the mother of the four in the chest in her driveway with a large projectile he fashioned out of lead. Nice. All right. You know what? I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about defense distributed. So let's go to the phone line. Cody Wilson, my good friend. What's up, Cody? There, sure. Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, the name of that guy in Japan was Shinzo Abe. He was a prime minister of Japan. Mm. Former prime minister, anyway. Mm. And not just because he was dead. But, uh, yeah. Hey, what's up? Man, what is what's going up, on with you? Hey, Cody. Hey, howdy. All well, right. I'm just enjoying, Mike, the fruits of my injunction against the ATF. <laughs> you, and, you and everybody else. <laughs> the judge hasn't given very many injunctions out in this case. No. Like, the case is called Vanderstock, by the way, for okay. everybody listening at home. And uh, Defense Distributed was just the latest plaintiff to get the injunction in that case. And it is against the ATF's new frame or receiver rule, which is not talked about much. 
although it's the reason he did that executive order in the news last week because he realized uh, he's not going to be able to regulate kit guns in the mail anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Paul Morady and these other people, they're going to they're going to try to get injunctions too. basically the way the liberal press is reporting it. And look, I'm repeating myself by calling it the liberal press, but the way they're reporting it is uh, the rule is crumbling. Everything's going to be exactly as it was before. 80% receivers and kit guns in the mail. It's all it's all going to be back to where it was. Everybody can make unserialized guns on the cheap, buying it online. All right, hold on there a second, Cody, because I want you to go back a little bit. I want to find out what what court was this? You know, was this the appellate court? You know, tell us a little bit a little bit more, and then I want you to tell us a little bit about you know the president and what he said, and and, and a little more of why this is all coming about. We come back from the break. We're talking with Cody Wilson. We're talking about defense distributed. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're on the phone with Cody Wilson, Defense Distributed. He's telling us about a court case that just, man, you just had a big win there, Cody. So tell us about it. Hey, man, Northern District of Texas, the judge is O'Connor. Case is called Vanderstock v. Garland. And, uh, and, who's, and who, is, who is Vanderstock? Uh, Vanderstock is a party connected to tactical machining. They're a 80% company. Up in northern Texas, okay. FPC Firearms Policy Coalition helped them come as the first plaintiff. And what's and we say northern Texas is? Are we talking Fort Worth? We're talking Amarillo. Yeah, Fort Worth. Okay, Judge Reed O'Connor, Fort Worth, good place. Trump judge, great place. And uh, this was the last case filed opposing Joe Biden's new framer receiver rule that the ATF has been working on the last couple years. Now, uh, now before you go any further, this case here has it gone to the Fifth Circuit? No, no, still, still at summary judgment. Got it in the northern district, okay. and uh, a lot of people come in and try to join, intervene as plaintiffs, right? And that that includes eighty percent arms. Polymer eighties now intervene. They're the biggest name in the space. Uh, JSD Supply. They're pretty well known up in Pennsylvania. So everybody must be a part of this lawsuit. Is basically what's what you're saying? Cause, yeah, the cause, dam because they breaking. they want to be a part of it because they want to be able to sell them. That's right. Uh, the, a bunch of companies sued in a bunch of places when the rule came out, but not, none of the courts cared. And and the case is actually pretty – even if you haven't heard of it in the public, it's pretty important because the ATF just kind of – like they did with braces and like they did with bump stocks, like you know, Mike, the ATF just kind of wrote its own rule saying, actually, firearm means a whole lot more other things than the statute says. Uh, it even means – you know things that aren't firearms. Like, now, in uh, your in your argument, did you guys use the Cargill v. Garland case? You know, I don't think we refer to Cargill v. Garland. We did refer to Bruin, though. We're the only party to refer to Bruin. Uh, sorry, man. There's a plane overhead right now. That's okay. But uh, we make the, we make an administrative procedure point like you make, and so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, your case is referenced. And of course, your case is relevant. So on appeal, because some people the ATF is already appealing some of these injunctions. So on appeal, people are referencing your case. Right. 
because it's going to the Fifth Circuit finally. And so for the reasons you want and more, we expect the ATF will lose its ability to determine what a firearm is now. And that's amazing because, like, basically they overplayed their hand. They bet and they lost, you know. They, right. they wanted to push push it as far as they could and say, right. like, even, you know, like, blocks of metal and stuff might be guns. No. You know, it's like you live in a world of things which are guns and not guns. And ATF can decide what a gun is, but it can't say, you know, it can't say an unfinished frame is also a finished frame. It has to be one or the other, you know. Right. Uh, and that's the case. And so we just – my company just got an injunction there. That's great because the rule had made all these like weird consequences where you can only choose to sell like fixtures or tooling or frames, but you can't sell all three because somehow if you sell them all together, somehow you violated the GCA, even though none of that's a gun. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was like it was a little touchy there for right. like seven months. Uh, but, yeah, we got the injunction. And in my case, it's it's better than if – then tactical machining and 80% arms getting the injunction because, you know, our company, Defense Distributed, we try to create new technology and new types of guns and gun kits that the ATF's never even seen before. Now, so, so, this, court- so this means that only those people that are named in the lawsuit are going to be able to sell them, correct? For now. For, for now. now. These are all preliminary injunctions, and it, that's what's frustrating about it. So polymerating all these people, man, you know, their business is really on the line. Now what what am I what am I going to be able to purchase? You know what items are these going to cover? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I you know if I was a good businessman, I would already told you that. That's okay. Uh, so you know you can go to our websites like ghost, sorry ghostgunner.net, and we have equipment there that finishes eighty percent receivers. You can buy the eighty percent receivers. We also have uh, products called zero percent receivers, which can be finished on the ghost gunner. You can buy all that too. And now we're going to, like, roll out a couple new products because the ATF has basically been forbidden from even giving its opinion on whether our products are legal or not. You know, Now, how, how does this affect the gun store? So because you guys are a distributor, so me being a gun store, can I buy them and then turn around and resell them? Yeah, of course you can as, a, as an FFL. What's funny is, like, we've kept the lane open for people that don't have FFLs or are not gun stores because – we're trying to sell things that aren't guns. Okay. You feel me? So, you know, you can sell like five-hour energy, right? That's not a gun. So, same, same <laughs> difference, man. It doesn't right. matter that you're a gun store. You can sell anything that's not a gun, I assume. And that's just the case with these products. ATF was trying to say a whole bunch of new stuff are also guns, and that's like absurd. Uh, and also, you know, this is why Joe Biden just went out last week and had to act like he tightened up the background check system. Yeah, I mean, what was all that about? You know, he comes out and he says that, hey, we're going to we're going to go as close as we can to universal background checks. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, dude, I'm a little worried about what that means. It, I think it has something to do with the Cornyn bill that they passed where they kind of made a new definition of dealer, maybe. Yeah, well, they made a fool they, out of Senator John Cornyn is what you're talking about. Yeah, Cornyn showed up. And of course, like everybody said, they were right. going to twist what they did. And so, yes, here again, ATF and, and Joe are going to twist. You, you, you know what they're going to do, Cody? Here's what they're going to do. Mark huh. my words. The, the DOJ is going to come out. They're going to push the ATF to do this. They're going to say, if you purchase – I'm sorry, if you sell. If you sell five guns or more in a 12-month period, you're a dealer, and we're coming after you. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I think I read in Zero Hedge that they were going to do that. That's exactly what think, they're going to do. I already I know. they want to expand the definition of in the business to, like, everything basically. So uh, I don't know how they can do that, but, you know, here we are already when in receivers and bump stocks and 
you know, how'd they do any of it to begin with? Right. So I, nothing will surprise me. Uh, you know, they want background checks real bad. Universal background checks are bad. And we talked so, about that. Universal background checks, I mean, my goodness, you're a convicted felon. You paid your debts to society. You're going to be screwed, um, you know, because after five years, Texas says you can have a gun at home for personal protection. But guess what? If they pass universal background checks, you're not going to be able to get your hands on a gun at all. Man, I know. And, of course, the new thing is to expand misdemeanors and add all this other stuff in there that aren't even felonies. Right. And, you know, like uh, and I'm sympathetic maybe to some of it, but it's like, you know, they just keep coming up with new ways that, like, you're – Second Amendment right, totally at, defined. At 18 years and, old, 18, you can have a gun in your vehicle concealed in your vehicle in Texas, but if they pass universal background checks, you're not going to be able to get your hands on a gun. A yeah, handgun. Man. You, and then, like, you see how it's going to Florida. Right. They're coming up with all these reasons for why you can't have a gun until you're 21. Right. You know, they're just, they're just chewing, chewing, chewing at it. So, I, you know, my, my opinion is, my definition is, no, if ATF is trying to do it or they're trying to do it with the executive order, it's illegal. Right, uh, because we've already been here, man. We've been passing laws on this stuff. For, been here, done you know, that. Got the got the novel. There. Yeah, and you know, I, and you can't. Tra- it's just bad faith, man. They're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna tell you what being in the business of selling firearms is. Well, then it's nonsense because the only definition that that's been in place has been a definition for like fifty years. Mm. You know, it's not hard to understand what that is, and to change it, you know, it's probably illegal. Con- right. you know, Congress would have done it if it made sense. So. Mm. That's, and that's what happened in our case. It's like Congress said, all right, here's what a gun is. Here's what a firearm is. Uh, it's something that can shoot a bullet, <laughs> you know, or it's the finished frame of that thing. And that's it. That's all it is. And the ATF comes along and says, well, actually, it's like this, these hundred other things, too. Well, not really. It's illegal when you try to do that. All right. So right now you guys got the injunction. You can sell 80 percent. You can sell 100, you know, zero percent. Now, what what's the next move for the government? Uh, man, their only choice is to appeal, and they got a long road ahead, man. It's unusual to say that in this case. Normally, courts love the government, but, you know, the Fifth Circuit's not being very friendly to ATF right not now. Not friendly at all. Your case is a very good example of that. And so it seems to me ATF has to appeal these injunctions and more in a pending summary judgment. Right. We'll appeal all these to the Fifth Circuit, and the Fifth Circuit will say, sorry, you lose, but it'll take them to say, you know, at least a year to get there. Right. And the ATF's only hope probably is that the Supreme Court will care about it, but I don't know, man. Now wh- I don't think they uh, it's going to happen. Now, what do you, what's your take on this um, the AR pistol brace and how that's coming about? You know, I watched the Second Amendment Foundation's case on that for a while. Okay, it, it it looks to me like the final final ATF rule. They got real smart and they decided to create all these exemptions for actual handicapped people, which they hadn't done for a long time. So they're trying to prepare. It seems to me they're trying to prepare the best case they can uh, for you know for being in court. Um, well, they, are you if, are you saying that if you're handicapped, they're going to allow you to have it? I mean, they're acting like they've got these specific exemptions for handicap because I haven't know, seen it yet. That's what I'm you know that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm being told. Okay. Um, the fi- you read the final rule, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I'm obviously not as like. Uh, involved in the in the brace thing, but when it, if it stands or falls, it'll be for the same reasons. It'll be right. for a, APA violations that don't consider New York Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin, because Bruin comes out what June of last year or something, and you know they didn't use Bruin in their in their Administrative Procedures Act. All right. So and uh, once again, Code, before we go, because we're going to go off the air here, we can get I can purchase an eighty percent lower, a zero percent lower. Where? Ghostgunner.net. Ghostgunner.net. All right. And, and what's the last part? 
I just said ghostguns.com. Ghostgun.com. All right. Awesome. That's Cody Wilson with Defense Distributed. Uh, man, just won a big case, uh, a big injunction there in the northern, was it Northern District of Texas? Yep. Eighth, yep. All right. And so, man, thank you, Cody. I really appreciate you calling in and giving us an update on that. All right. As always, folks, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Get yourself an 80% lower. Get yourself a 0% lower. 3D print. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 